Praise the Lord. You guys ready for the word today? All right. Well, Jesus, we welcome you into this house. We ask that you would speak to us, that you would talk to us about building a solid life. Lord, you're welcome here. We welcome both your presence and your insight in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, church family, we're getting ready to close out 2018. You ready? Yes, some of you are like way ready. <laughs> You're like, yes, please close that year out. The rest of us are like, man, that was a year. So 2019, may the Lord strengthen you and give you great grace going forward. Amen. How many of you love going forward? You like new things. Anybody like new things? Anybody like a new journal page? Yeah, I like a new journal page, especially on the first of the year. That's okay. I'll get over it. Maybe. But I did talk to my friend here, and she says, no, I'll just transfer it. First day, second day, third day. I thought, yeah, that I knew I was expecting that. So building your house. That's, uh, I have a two-part series the Lord gave me as I was praying for 2019 and saying, Lord, what do you have for me to speak about? He began to talk to me about building your house. And so it's a two-part series. Today, uh, the first one is called Property Lines. We're going to talk about Property Lines today. When we go away, every year I'll go away for a day and I will go over vision for my life, vision for our marriage, our kids, ministry, roles that I play. And then I ask the Lord about goals and objectives and I kind of just write it all out. Like I look at the whole year, the whole thing, financial goals, all of that. Daniel and I do that together every year. The end of this year, I was looking through the beginning of last year's notes. Anybody ever do that? And I was looking, I was like, ugh. You know, how many of you are perfectionists? Come on, tell me if you're a perfectionist. You know how this goes, right? And all of a sudden, you look at all the things you didn't get accomplished that you wanted to get accomplished, but you don't notice as much the things you did do. And so I was talking to the Lord. I said, Lord, I, wanna, I want to be able to check all the boxes, not like three quarters of the boxes. I want to have done all that you asked me to do this year, not just a portion of it. And so I began to ask and seek for wisdom. I said, Lord, what is it that muddies the waters? during the year. Anybody have that happen where you'll get some good goals and some good direction at the beginning of the year, and then you get distracted or something happens, and by June, you're like, I don't even know what they were, you know? So I asked the Lord, what is it that causes us to muddy the waters? He brought me to Proverbs 24. So we're going to go through this. It, let's read it together. Do you have that up, Proverbs 24, verse 2, I believe? Um, yeah, let's move to verse 2, 3. There you go. There, that's perfect. Let's read this through verse 5. Shall we go? One, two, three. Through wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength. For by wise counsel, you will wage your own war and in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. So good, right? What a great scripture. So you build it, you establish it, and you fill it, right? That's what this scripture is talking about. And it's by wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. And so uh, today, we could start in a lot of different places, but I want to share something with you throughout the word. From like Genesis to Revelation, God talks about a house, a metaphorical house that belongs to you. You have a house that belongs to you, that God has given to you. A house you're responsible to build or neglect. It is your house. The house is unique to you. Nobody else has built that house before. Um, 
You're the only one with the unique privilege and responsibility to build, establish, and fill it. Isn't that interesting? God has given you an individual responsibility to build a specific, unique house to your life. That's exciting. But it's also a little scary because you must take responsibility for it, right? And so that's why we go away at the end of the year. We spend time over vision, goals, and objectives. And we look at our year and we ask the Lord, what would you like us to do? Why, why do we do that? Because we're building the house he called us to build. Anybody love to look at home books? Anybody know what this book is right here? It's one of my favorite Christmas gifts. This is Homebody by Joanna Gaines. Anybody have this book? Oh, yes. Wendy, this is my favorite book. I've been reading it every day. I think I'm on like page 60 right now. I love looking at building plans and house plans and what's the purpose of a living room and a bathroom. And you, and you get to go look through everything and plan it well. Do you know that's what the Lord wants to do in your life too, in every area? He's looking at every area and he's got plans for it. And he's got design for it. And he wants to talk to you about it. You're thinking, well, what, what do you mean? So let me give you a little bit more um, one of the illustrations I would have is that Daniel and I do a practice, and if you're single, this is good for you to do as well. We set aside time every week, and we call it our date night, date, day, date, coffee, whatever we can squeeze it in, it's there. Once a week, we spend some time talking about what we're building. We talk about our kids, what's being built in them. We talk about our finances, what's being built in that, and what, Lord, are you saying? Where do we direct things in that? What are we believing for? We talk about our actual house, you know, what the things that need to be done. Come on, somebody, you know, right? All that yard work's got to be done by somebody. So we talk about that. It's not me. It's not me at our house. I got lists, though, so I do play a part. So all of that we do at our date night or our coffee or wherever we can bring that time together. And we talk about building our house, the house that belongs to us, that God has given to us for us to build. Nobody else can build our kids. That's our job, right? Nobody else can build our marriage. That's our job. Nobody else is in charge of our finances to direct them according to the word of God. That's our job, right? That's my house. That's not your house. That not, that's not y'all's house. I'm responsible for those. Daniel's responsible for those. And as a team, we're responsible for the whole. Correct? So that's your house. So let me give you a little bit more um, explanation of what your house could look like. If you're single, it's your singlehood. You're like, what? Singlehood? What do you mean? Attend to your singlehood. Become a solid person. Become okay with you and who you are. Because if you don't and you get married, all of a sudden all that pressure goes to your spouse and the waters get muddied real fast. So if you're single, become a strong single. Become sufficient. Become, un understand who Jesus is to you. Know your identity in Christ. Pursue God with all you've got as a single person. Attend to your singlehood. Um, another part of your house is your marriage. I just explained a little bit of that. Attend to your marriage. Learn the meaning of serving and self-sacrifice. Really, that's what marriage does, doesn't it? Come on, some of you who are married, you know, shake your head. Don't look at your spouse. Just shake your head yes. Right? It's, it's serving and it's self-sacrifice. A lot of it. If it's a good marriage, you're doing a lot of serving. And you're doing a lot of self-sacrifice. You know, I heard it said one time by a pastor. He says, you know, in the midst of divorce, most of the time, he said, it's, it goes back to one or both having a hard heart. And I thought, 
That's very true. You know, I've dealt with a lot of people in a lot of marriages. Some who have it in them to serve and to have a self-sacrifice. Some who, who have it in them to say, no, no, it's okay. I'm not going to do that. And it's hard on the marriage. It's hard. That's a tough thing. So your marriage, attend to your marriage. Learn the meaning of serving. Your advancement, with, attend to your job, your employment, your education, your finances. Learn to hear God for direction on those things. This is your house. Remember, we're talking about your house, unique to you, given to you by God. No one else can do it but you. This is your house. These are fundamentals. Your family, attend to the physical, spiritual, and emotional needs of yourself, your spouse, and those dependent on you. And I say dependent because I can serve and work with my children until they're independent of me, right? So I have a responsibility to them as children that kind of changes as they become young adults, right? I have a responsibility to keep them safe physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And then as they move on into adulthood, Maybe they've learned some things, right? Hopefully they've learned some things of how to do that for themselves as an individual, as a singlehood, right? As a single person. Your ministry, that's another area where we build our house. These are drawing property lines for you. These are your property lines. Attending to the God-given gifts inside of you and freely giving of them to build his kingdom. Listen, God placed you in the kingdom of God. He gave you gifts to serve others. Bible says this, freely you have received, freely give. So when you're giving to build the kingdom of God, do it with all your might, the Bible says. Do it with all your strength. Do it with all your joy on the inside. Do it with everything you've got. Find your lane and serve well. If you're doing registration, smile when people come up to you, right? Do it well. If you do the greeting, show up early, right? And greet people well. Love them well. Do it with all your might. That's your ministry. That's your property. That's your house. That's what God has given to you, a unique privilege to minister to people, right? So, like I said before, we could talk about vision and goals and roles to begin with, but I think we're going to begin to do that in the next few weeks through Pastor Darian and Pastor Daniel. Here's a trick. We can go on to those things, but if we don't first establish what is mine and what is yours, it get, get confusing during the year. So if I don't understand my property lines, I may be trying to build someone else's life. Live up to someone else's expectations. If I don't know where my property line ends and theirs begins, I could be attending to their property and neglecting my own. Right? So the importance of property lines is this. Do what God called you to do. Right? Attend to what he's given you to attend to. Don't worry about other people and their property lines. Now, you may say, what do you mean? That sounds so selfish. I didn't say don't love other people. I didn't say don't counsel other people. I didn't say don't be friends with other people. What I said is don't take responsibility for the house that wasn't given to you. Does that make sense? There's a difference. As a pastor, my heart breaks for people sometimes. Because I know some fundamental truths. If you'll just listen to Jesus on this, I promise you, if you will forgive and work through the pain of forgiveness, your life will be good. But I can coach, I can counsel, I can give the word, but I cannot make you do it. Right? 
I cannot. And you have relationships in your life that you have to understand where your property line is and where theirs begins, right? That's super important because what happens, it'll drain your resources. It'll drain your attention. And before you know it, your own building, the own, your own house that God has asked you to build begins to deteriorate. So when that happens, you know you've crossed a property line somewhere, right? I'll give you an example. Um, how many of you like your kitchen clean, women or men? Tell me. Come on. How many of you have teenagers? Keep your hand up. All right. Now I'm speaking to the right crowd right here. I've got five at the house, five teenagers, plus Daniel and I for the last few weeks. Um, in a few weeks, we'll have only three. Not, nevertheless, I realized I really do not like dishes left in my sink. <laughs> like, it, it just, you know, like when a crying baby does to some people, dirty dishes in the sink does to me. I just can't handle it. So the other day, I'm washing the dishes, and I'm like, oh, why don't they just clean up their stuff, like, on the inside. I'm, not, I'm no better now, a little bit more so, not to say all that I'm thinking, although some of it does come out. <laughs> um, so I'm inside. I'm like, you know anybody? You know what I mean? And I felt like the Lord said to me, he said, you crossed your property line, and that's why you're mad. You need to just go ask him to clean it up. I said, what? He said, that's their job. They made the mess. You need to ask them to do it. But don't stand here and complain and grumble and allow that to drain your joy, right, and deteriorate your lands because you're crossing over and taking care of their property. Does this make sense? Is that a good illustration? You understand it? So with kindness and great joy and a smile, right, as much as you can, hey, Y'all, would you take care of those dishes from lunch today? I am going to go focus on whatever I was doing. And leave it in your heart. So the Lord was teaching me some things about property lines. I've got adult children almost. Come on. They can do their job that they need to do. But if I continually do it for them and complain about it, my resources are being drained. And they're not being allowed to build their own house. Good, right? I know, I'm preaching to myself. That was good. So um, another illustration would be this for of a property line. Um, actually, let me give you the scripture. Verse, uh, chapter 12, verse 11 of Proverbs. He who tills his land will be satisfied with bread, but he who follows frivolity is devoid of understanding. He who tills his land, say his land. Does it say he who tills his neighbor's land? No. So if I will work my land, I will always have provision. Pretty cool, huh? How many times are we trying to work other people's land and we wonder where the provision is? Right? Where, where is my provision? Well, are you working your land? That's good. The second part of that scripture. Um, I lack understanding and provision when following fun and excitement takes precedence over the tilling of my own land. I'll give you an illustration of that. When I like to party more than I like to budget, right, right? And some of you, party is a, is a defi different definition for everybody. My kind of party is shoppy, okay? So if I like to shop more than I like to budget, I am going to lack provision, right? 
I'm going to lack it because I'm not tilling my own land. I can blame anyone I want, but in reality, it's my problem, right? Anybody mark your property lines in the refrigerator? <laughs> Come on, those of you who go to work, you know what I mean. You put a big old label on your leftovers. That is Christine Clark's lunch, <laughs> right? Or those, you know, those big neon ones. That's what I used to do, neon pink. Julia Davenport, <laughs> don't touch it. Right now, it's mom in big black letters. <laughs> Moms, Pellegrinos, not kids. Right? So, that's a different illustration of marking your property. Another one cell phone usage on date night. Come on. Some of you have a real problem with this thing. Some of you don't even have a cell phone. So, you know, there's two different sides of the crowd in here. I know. But cell phone on date nights. I get more traffic on my cell phone than my husband does probably by 75%. I don't know why, but that's what happens. So for date night, I will intentionally leave it in the car. Because if it comes in with me, I will look at it. If his cell phone comes in with him, he doesn't even look at it at all. So he has a better self-control level. I don't. I know that about myself. I draw a line. Here's why. Because if every date night I go out on a date night with him, and I watch and, ex- and I'm attending to other people's needs, what happens to my property? What happens to my marriage? It's not being attended to. So there's a property. That now, I care for a lot of people. I talk to a lot of people, and I love it, but not on date night. Right? This is property line. It's important to know what belongs to you, what, belong- what doesn't. So we're going to go through this one more time. Your singlehood. Address your daddy issues. Learn to forgive. Embrace being loved by God, not lonely. Your first job is to live at peace with yourself. Right? Your marriage, serve each other. Learn conflict resolution skills. Learn how to communicate better. Right? I know you all got this already. I got it. But this might just be for me. Learn what it means to forgive and move on. Listen, I'll tell you, the one who pushes your forgive button more than anything is your spouse. Right? They're going to teach you whether you like it or not. Your advancement. Uh, be diligent to show up to work. Pay the bills. Plan well. Advance in your field. Right? That's what belongs to you. Your ministry. Take note of the privilege and invitation you have to be a part of the kingdom of God. Know where your lane is. Humbly present yourself as a vessel to, to be used by Jesus for his work. That's your land. That's your property. So let's talk about what's not your land. And we're going to close with this. (laughs) This work is real good. Okay, this is not your land. The Lord had to teach me this. How many of you are visionaries? Nobody in the house? Dory. Okay, a couple of you. Visionaries. Awesome. I love vision. I have vision for a lot of things. I have files of vision, okay? I have files for this project, files for this idea. I love ideas and I love vision. So I have nothing against visionaries. The Lord had to teach me something, though, because depression would come in sometimes. Because what I saw in my heart wasn't happening fast enough. And he, re- he told me this, tomorrow doesn't belong to you. No one has promised it, so don't worry about it. I want you to own today. Own today. Do today. Dream about tomorrow. It's okay for you to plan for tomorrow. But I don't want you to work on tomorrow. I want you to work on today. I want you to do for today what I asked you to do, right? Success, 
That's another thing that does not belong to you. It's not within your property line. And here's why I know Matthew 6.33 says this. Be first, and, but first and most importantly, seek. Amplified says this. Aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing it and being right. The attitude and character of God and all these things will be given to you also. Success is God's job. Your job is to be diligent with what you have today, not with what you don't have or someday desire to have. Your job is to be diligent with what you have today. And I think that's a very powerful concept. And one more thing that is not within your property line is other people. <laughs> other people don't belong to you. They belong to the Lord, right? Other people belong to God. You know, as you serve people in any capacity, whether it's in the social work or it's in the church, it could be as a teacher, what do you have to reconcile? I can coach, I can love, I can teach, but I can't take responsibility for, right? So other people are not my land. Those are not inside the property line of my house. So in conclusion, you've been given a house to build. Determine your property lines. Focus on your land so that you will have provision. You ever lack? Ask yourself, am I focusing on the land God gave me today? Not the land he's going to give me tomorrow, but today. What does that look like? Um, the next part of this series, which I'll be able to do, I think it's the first week of February, um, it's called this. It's wage your war. You know, it's interesting, but building a house is also associated with waging war in the Bible. War is often waged in house building. And so we're going to talk about that next time, about what does it mean to wage your own war, right? The scripture that we started with said wage your war with the multitude of counselors. So I want to talk to you a little bit about what does it mean to receive counselors into building your house within your property lines. So um, I can't wait to explain that to you. And I, I felt really good that Daniel said, why don't you just break it into two pieces? I thought, oh, that's good. Otherwise, we might be here till noon. So he, it was good wisdom coming from him. So um, a couple journal quotes. I love to write. And um, so I had some things that I wanted to just throw out there. These are some things you can take home, take them home. If you just want to listen, you're welcome to. Do not seek to rule over until you're submitted to God's rule over you. There is a difference between a lazy desire and a diligent destination. These are the, just some of the bullet points I got out of the scriptures I've shared. Desire alone brings nothing. A diligent soul is one who does the work today and is made rich on the inside and the outside. So I wanted to share those things with you this morning. Can you pray with me as we end our, our time together? Can we do that? Father, I thank you for each person in the house. Lord, I thank you that uh, you have given each of us a property to build. You've given us each a house to build. And you've given us property lines. So, Lord, would you show us, even before we get to the vision, even before we get to the goals or the objectives or the tasks list or the calendaring, before we get to any of that, Lord, would you highlight to us what our property lines are? God, would you give us your heart for our property. What does it look like? Where do my property lines fall? And have I really been building on somebody else's? So Lord, I thank you that today, as you highlight and show us and speak to us and church family, as your head is bowed and your eyes are closed, here's the thing. Two messages are always being preached. The one I preach and the one the Holy Spirit's preaching to you. 
So may the Holy Spirit, just for a moment, would you ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, show me, is there, how do I apply this? What does my property line look like? And what area do I need to take responsibility for? Maybe what area am I taking responsibility for that doesn't belong to me? So Holy Spirit, would you, would you work and show us, speak to us? thank you that you are a good, good God. And you want us to build our house with strength. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Would you stand with me?